This is working the beat, and it is Wednesday, September 8, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. We are live at Chaps Pippy here in Media for our first ever road show. And Michael, uh, we're finding out the difficulty sometimes of road shows with speakers, but it's been... Uh, i got no difficulties. Oh, I've, I've been fighting um, with a speaker for... We're going to do an hour and a half show on food. It'll be better than any show that we've done on sports. And life will be good. Um, you know, I'm surrounded. We've got Paul here. Yep, we got... Jack McCaffrey will join us in a bit. It's it's all good. Yep. Uh, And we are at Chaps Pit Beef, and if you do not know by now, and you should by listening to the show, it's one of our favorite places in the world because of the the, the, the fine cuisine founded in Baltimore. Got delayed a week by Ida. Yeah. Was that her name, Ida? Ida, yes. Bad girl. Yeah, bad. (laughs) And uh, we were supposed to be here last week. Unfortunately, with the tornadoes and everything, could not, but we are here today. Uh, and on the eve of the NFL season, on the ba- Phillies in the baseball playoffs, it's Hall of Fame Day. And I think it's fitting then that we bring in a Hall of Famer. Uh, the man that. who owns uh, one of the proprietors, I guess is the proper terminology of this establishment. Uh, and uh, a, uh, I guess it's not the, the T- J.G. Taylor Spink Award anymore, is it? I, I shouldn't refer to it anymore as that. Could, should I, Paul? Well, that's, that's what it was in 2013, at least. Yes, that's what the, that's what the plaque at your house right. has. It's Paul Hagen, everybody. Um, Paul, let, let's ask the question. I, you opened this in the middle of a pandemic. Um, not by his choosing. Not by, well, yeah. just kind of how it happened. Uh, what's it been like being a restaurant owner here in the... Uh, in the in the middle of a pandemic, well, it certainly hasn't been what I expected it to be. <laughs> we uh, we we had uh, you know a, a plan, um, but the the line I've used with everybody is once the uh, ocean liner's in the middle of the Panama Canal, you can't turn around. You just have to push forward and and do the best you can. So that's uh, that's what we're doing. Um, you know, obviously, it's uh, we've had some struggles because. Um, People weren't coming out for a while. Uh, I don't think people were exploring for a while. Uh, but we're, I think every day, more and more people know we're here. More and more people have tried the food and liked it. Uh, I think the word of mouth has been great. We're doing everything we can to, to just let people know we're here. Yeah. If, if, uh, if people try it, I think we're going to be fine. And we should point out, you're on uh, 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 Baltimore Pike. Uh, in media, right at the old Granite Run Mall site, correct? Yeah, we're on the site of the old Granite Run Mall, right across the street from Riddle Hospital. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're we're kind of tucked in the back a little bit, but we're right next to the wine and spirit shop. So two that, for that one should shopping. be helpful. Yeah, Mike, yeah. can, can I, I just ask, what was it about Chaps Pit Beef that got you excited enough for you to to want to get into this? You know, because you didn't have to. I mean, you could have just you know went off into the sunset or did whatever it is you do and. Obviously, Kevin knows about this place. He took me to this place, but a lot of people don't. So what was it that got you into it? Well, we had a mutual friend who, who kind of introduced both of <laughs> yes. us to it. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Salisbury covers the Phillies for uh, Comcast. Um, oh, he lives pretty close to me, and uh, back when I was still a sports writer, uh, we would drive down to Baltimore and Washington a lot, and one day he said, hey, I heard about this place on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Let's, uh, let's give it a shot. And... Um, he, he knew me well. He knows that I, I like to eat, and uh, he likes to eat. So we stopped at the original Chaps on the Pulaski Highway in, uh, just outside of Baltimore. Right outside the strip club, yep. yes. Yes. 
uh, both really, really enjoyed it, and it became kind of a regular stop for us whenever we were going down in that direction. Um, so ultimately, uh, I took a, a buyout at the Daily News, uh, took a job at MLB.com, thought that would be more secure than working with paper. Well, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> So um, got laid off. Uh, they decided that they didn't need old writers anymore. Uh, they made the uh, dreaded pivot to video, as we say. And uh, so uh, at that point in my life, I, I probably could have retired, but I, w- I wanted to be able to travel. I wanted to be able to eat out. And, you know, back in those days, you could still do things like that. So uh, my son, Danby, um, had a lot of restaurant experience. I had none. Um, and um, he had eaten at Chaps. My wife Karen had eaten at Chaps. Uh, they, they both really liked it. So I thought, well, you know, two, two things. One, there's nothing like it up here. It's a unique product, and uh, I, I didn't really have any interest in opening another burger place or another pizza place or something like that. Um, and, uh, I, and I just really liked the food, and so uh, we decided, Danby and I decided, that we'd, uh, we'd you know, go down and at least look into it, uh, one thing led to another, and here we are. And, you know, I mentioned about the pandemic, and we've, you know, look, we've all heard the stories about difficulties finding workers, difficulties that have gone on. I mean, you've been here 12-hour days. You, you've put more elbow grease, I think, than even you thought it was going to be, correct? I used to think that I worked hard as a baseball writer. Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing <laughs> like this. No. Nothing like this. Um. So we should tell people, uh, the hours are normally, go ahead, and, and I know you guys run football specials, so we might as well uh, yeah, well, plug we, away. We, uh, thank you. We, yes. uh, we open at 10.30. We are, we are open until 9 o'clock at night, uh, 10 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, we haven't really settled on our football specials yet, but we will have, uh, every, I think it'll probably be a little different every week. Okay. So uh, check the website or give us a call or just come on in and see what we got going. And the website is? Uh, Chapspipbeef.com. Right. Um, should we get into the baseball end of it with them? Well, I'd rather talk food. Go. <laughs> go, then. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah, it's, it's, okay, Paul, you've covered some really good Phillies teams, obviously. Some really bad Phillies teams. A lot more of them. Well, yeah. hey, look. He, explain this team. Because Kevin and I have gone back and forth on this all summer, and I'm of the belief I said this about it. They're going to be in it till the end just because of the schedule. I know they're not a playoff team, but they're going to – and maybe it'll break everybody's hearts again. But this team just is confounding to me to watch. It's a hard watch. But then they'll pull you in. You know, and then you – so, I mean, what is your take on, on what you've seen from afar? Um, I think they are, uh, to, to steal the line from Denny Green or to paraphrase it, they are what they are. They're about a 500 team. Um, they, they do have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. But, you know, that eight-game winning streak, um, if you remember, I think six or seven of those wins came against a Nationals team that had just totally decimated itself. Yeah. Uh, wave the white flag, and we all know how, how players respond when that happens. And the Mets without. And the Mets who were in total disarray right. at the time. So I think, um, I remember, it was the early 90s, I don't remember exactly which year, but the Phillies were in last place, it was the middle of the season, they had one of the worst records in baseball, and we were already discussing if they got the number one overall draft pick next year, who would they take? Mickey Moniak. Well, this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
suddenly, for no apparent reason, they won, I think, 12 or 13 straight games. That was 91. That was 91, the Fergosi year. So, yeah. That was Fergosi's first year, and, right? Uh, it, it, was, it was the darndest thing. And what really impressed me about that is they won the 12th or 13th in a row at home, went to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. went to the airport the next morning, and everybody in the departure lounge was going to Pittsburgh, wearing their Philly stuff, um, talking about the Phillies, reading about the Phillies in the newspaper. And that's, I mean, I knew Philadelphia was a great baseball town at the time, but that's when I really knew that Philadelphia was a great baseball town. All right, can, all right so I'm going to take but, it. But they, just to finish that sure. off, they, they then went back to, reverted to what they were, were. and finished fourth. Sure. Let me ask you a specific question. Have you ever seen an athlete like Aaron Nola who has this one blemish? I mean, he's had a decent career to this point. But if you take everything but September, but you're only judged as a pitcher when your team's in the race in September, and he's been awful in September. I mean, it is like fall on your feet. I know he wasn't brutal last night, but they needed him to go seven or eight. He gives them five. You, you can't live like that. Well, I mean, it's not an exact parallel, but I would give you Clayton Kershaw in the postseason. Um, you know, they're fair. one of the one of the best pitchers of until of the last couple era, of years. Yeah. Until the last couple of years, right. yes, he he has he has done better lately. But for a few years there, uh, he was not nearly it was like the same zero and pitcher. six. I think it was something one like point that. In the playoffs, yeah. yeah. All right, but uh, but it, uh, you know, Kershaw's bloodline was so good the other way that I the, I always wonder like if Dave Dombrowski this offseason decides that to, to fill the gaps they have, the one area they may have some strength, now Zach Eflin going down today hurts them, is in starting pitching. So if they want to move Aaron Nola in this offseason, which I think is going to get talked about, what kind of value does he have at this point to teams? Well, I think, I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder in this case. Um, you know, obviously the other team is going to tell the Phillies, well, you know, he's very inconsistent, and he, the September thing... Uh, and try to get him for as little as they can get him for. Um, you know, if, if I'm the Phillies, I don't know that I'm anxious to trade him. If I could get, I mean, look, everybody's available for the right price, right? right? But I'm not, I don't think I'm actively shopping Aaron Nola because... Are you listening? Oh, of course. Absolutely, I'm listening. But, but let's look at this rotation. You got Zach Wheeler. Mm-hmm. 31. Yeah, he's start, he starting to show that maybe he's pitched a lot this year. I mean, I'm not writing him off. I don't mean right, that. Right, but heavy heavy innings lock. Right. I mean, he's throwing more pitches than anybody else in baseball. Okay. And going into next year, Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson, maybe. Pro- probably Suarez in the rotation. Okay, you're not going to have Eflin to begin the year, right? I mean, I, I, I know I, where you're going. I, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is. I don't think the rotation as we sit here now is an area of strength. I don't think you're dealing surplus. But they don't have surplus anyway. But they don't have surplus. So, yeah. So, I I guess it really comes down to are you going to get enough for him to make it worth that gamble? And then I guess the other question, not to get, you know, way in the weeds on this, but, you know, we always talk about starting pitching, and obviously it's very important. But back in the day when a starting pitcher went – seven, eight innings uh, and had a much more uh, direct impact on the outcome of the game, um, 
our starting pitchers even as important as they were. No, because your bullpen now is taking right. over in the six. No, I, I, I understand that, but I think that the Phillies... Dombrowski's in a tough spot because he doesn't have a minor league system he can go to to, to get the... Yeah, you because know, you're looking at center field, left field. Third base, perhaps. I mean, they're going to probably try boom somewhere else, I would think. And I just think, Kevin, I think you're overrating a little bit. I don't know what he's going to do in the last three weeks of the season or four. What they'll get for him. I mean, I don't think teams are going to be, like, bending over. For who? For Nola? For Nola. I mean, you make it sound like they're going to go out and shop Nola and, and like, teams might be lined up. Maybe they will be. I, I, I'm not going well, to say they're not. First of all, pitching is hard to find. Yes. So, and, and I will Controllable say contract, too. There, and there's always a team out there that says, we're smarter right. than the and other team. It only team. takes one. We can fix them. But what do they get? Are they giving you, like, a starting center fielder that's a really good center fielder? Are they giving you – and like Paul said, then you got to go out and replace Nola. Or do you just need somebody to help fill the minor leagues at this point? Do you well, take prospects well, back? Okay. Let's take another step back then. Mm-hmm. What is the Phillies' goal next year? Probably to, be to a compete. Contender or to rebuild? I think they got to try to make the playoffs next year. Well, then if they if they're trying to do that, then you don't get minor leaguers in return unless it's a really top prospect somebody you think is ready to set, step in. Yeah, I, it, it, I I agree, but I mean I know I understand where Kevin's coming from, but I, I don't think it's the reality of where they are. So let me ask you another question, Alec Boom. Okay, last year. Runner-up for Rookie of the Year. Obviously, you didn't think coming into this season that was going to be an issue. In fact, I think people were more worried about the first baseman than maybe the third baseman. What happened? Uh, I mean, and forget the defense. I, I know the defense is an issue, but what happened to him? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't go down to the ballpark much right. anymore. So, And even if I did, you don't have the exactly. ability to go to, up to him in a locker room. Or, or, and, just, yeah. or just talk to I mean, the scouts, talk is to the front office people on the side. You know, jinx I, I kind think of that thing, could or? be part of it. Okay. Uh, and I think last year, if you remember, when we talked about his defense, we said, uh, hey, you know, not as bad as we were led to believe. Yeah, maybe okay. And it's obviously been worse yeah. this year. So he, the pitchers make their adjustments. He starts struggling at the plate. Yeah. Then he starts struggling in the field or, or was struggling all along. You know, does one feed off the other? I don't know. Uh, do you try him in a new position? If, now, you're, now you're asking him to learn a new position and worry about his hitting next year. Right. I don't know. It's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough spot to be in. They're going to have a decision in a strange way this offseason with Joe Girardi because his contract has one more year left in it. There's a club option beyond it. And there's been indications, body language. This is the... 30,000 feet body language of maybe he doesn't maybe he didn't realize what this situation was maybe he thought it was further along or anything not that I think Dombrowski is going to get rid of him but how much I don't think you could cater to Joe Girardi at this point because you don't know what Joe Girardi is as a manager at this point can you um, for this team, for this situation, you know what he is was with the Yankees, but it's easier to manage the Yankees than it is his manager. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he was only out for what two years? Two years. Two years. Baseball changed an awful lot in those two years. <laughs> it did. Um, Even for an analytics guy like him. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, you know, the other question you have to ask yourself is how happy he is even. 
he doesn't look like he's having a very good time. No. When I watch him on TV. Um, Do you think he's done a good job, Paul? I mean, because it's hard. Because I never know, is it the players, is it the, you know, you go through that whole well, thing. He, he has made a lot of decisions that haven't worked. Um, and again, without really being down there and knowing what's going on behind the scenes, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and say, like the other night when he took Ranger Suarez out after 71 pitches, five shot out in 71 pitches. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly they were ahead 2 nothing when Ranger Suarez came out and they lost 3-2. to two. So clearly that was a bad decision. And then he was asked about it after the game. He gave his answer, which I didn't fully understand. It seemed the, to be... The arm stiffness or the shoulder? No, it's, it seemed to be, well, I'm a big league manager, and I saw things that oh. you people can't really appreciate. Okay. Um, that always works well in yeah. town. Um, so he has made decisions that don't... When, when, when you make a series of decisions, and it seems like when he takes the starter out, it doesn't work, and when he leaves the starter in, it doesn't work. So either he's making bad decisions or these guys just aren't good enough. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's a... I'm leaning toward... It's probably a comb- You know, it's usually somewhere in the middle, but I'm just leaning towards... And they're only two and a half out, so I mean, I can't... But well, okay, they're but, not good enough. I, okay, I, they're, yeah. they're in the NLEs. I know, I know. So they're, they're two and a half out. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. What? But, um, you know... I, I was thinking about this the, uh, last night. I would love to call the live sports bureau and ask them when the last time a team with a negative run differential made the playoffs. You know, one of them years like the Twins. Remember how the '87 Twins were like three or four games above 500, but somehow won the World Series like that. I mm-hmm. think they were in that neighborhood. Yeah. But that that may be it. Yeah. I mean, I, look, if they make if they make the playoffs, it, it's it's deodorant. That's all it is. But the problems are still there in oh, my yeah. mind. Um, and when you haven't been there in a decade. And there's I, something to be said. Yeah, I understand that they're not. But it would be something that they at least they could say, hey, you know, yeah, I know the Braves were whatever. And we, we made the playoffs. Well, I mean, it's, and it's not like, uh, it's not like uh, you're going to tank. No. To get a better draft choice or something. Right. So I guess it beats the alternative. And. You know, if there are young guys who get their, their taste of, of uh, playoff experience. I mean, remember, in 07, uh, the Phillies got in the playoffs and got swept by Colorado. Right. But, uh, and then I come back in 08. Think, I have to think that that helped them at some level in 08. But they, they, the, the weird thing about this team, Paul, is they seem like they have three or four guys who shouldn't even be in Major League Baseball. Or, you know, shouldn't be or, in a starting line. Like, starting... Sometimes contributing. It's, it's weird, but it just seems like when you look at it that way, you're like, wow, you know, how, how are they even doing this? Well, I, I have to admit that uh, the other night, I don't, and I don't get to watch the games as much as right. I used to because I'm up here at the store a lot, uh, but I, I was looking up the other night and saw somebody I said, who's Veerling? Yeah. I, I, I've never heard of Veerling. Uh, and these are the old, that's the old-fashioned September call-ups in a way. The guys you go, yeah. huh? Like the yeah. Tony Longmires of the world. Yeah. Um, I, before we let you go, uh, one, thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for coming. Uh, two, it's Hall of Fame Day. I know it's weird that it's September on a Wednesday. Yeah. It's Hall of Fame Day. But uh, obviously it was Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Marvin Miller, finally, and Ted Simmons. But, I mean, you're... You, your appreciation of the history of the game 
and your appreciation for that building. I, I guess, I mean, what does this day mean to you when it's, when you've gone through what you have and been a part of that ceremony and you were, you know, one of the people who presented in the past as the head of the BBW, um, what's it mean to you when you have this day and what's it mean to the sport? Well, I think it's one of the most fun days. I, I was, um, I once said with all, um, with all due apologies to Disneyland, mm-hmm. uh, on induction weekend, Cooperstown is the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a very special place. And I, I did get a twinge as I was watching the, uh, the ceremony a little bit of on TV this afternoon. Um, we didn't get to go back last year because of the pandemic. We didn't get to go back this year because of the pandemic. I really, really hope that next year things are enough back to normal so we can go up and, and spend a couple of days up there because it, it's, it's one of the most fun times I have every year. And it must be extra fun to know that you're part of it. You know, it's one thing for me to walk through there and go, wow, you know, and, but it, it's got to be another thing for Well, me. In, 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 in all fairness, um, I don't consider myself a Hall of Famer. I won an award. Right. Presented um, by the Hall of Fame. Presented by the Hall of Fame. To me, the Hall of Famers are the guys in the plaque room. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're behind it, though. Well, if, you, if you go up the it. ramp, yeah, you yeah. Go through it and up a ramp, ramp it's, yeah. it's back in there. But, uh, but hey, look, it's, it's a terrific honor. Uh, you get it from your peers. It makes it even better. And, uh, and, you're in with and, some, I'm, and I'm very proud of it. You're in with some good people. I am. I, I yes. mean, you know, that's the cream, the, the cream of us. So, yeah. And, and one day your buddy Salisbury will be in I there, too. I certainly hope so. With, with Pippi. Now, there, there you go. That'll be a party. At the art gallery, with all the pit beef, when Jimmy goes in, oh, my God. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> Paul, thanks a lot for joining Thank us. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, Mike. Paul thanks Hagen, everybody. And we'll be back on Working to Meet. Chad McCaffrey joins us next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Paul Hagen for inviting us as we uh, thank you our, our, the the people who have showed up here I um I didn't think anybody would want to see us there like at least me uh, I, I, I can't speak for <laughs> by you. the way I should point out this is the first time that that Kern and I have done a show in person together since last March yeah yeah Rudy Gobert yeah since Rudy Gobert we, we were sitting in your basement since Rudy Gobert and night. we're looking at the TV and it's Rudy Gobert just said, and, and the whole world. <laughs> and we haven't seen each other except for a screen since then. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Delco Times, Jack McCaffrey. Jack, how are you? Hi, Kev. Hi, Mike. Ben uh, Simmons. Oh, there you go. I said I was just started right away. Go. You were right. All right, you. Thank you were right. You said, well, I don't know how long ago it was, and we were debating the relative merits, and you just were like, I don't get it. He's the kind of guy that you can game plan against, especially in the playoffs, especially in a long series, and you can see that right away. If you're scouting the team, you say, okay, I can take this guy out of the game. And if you do that, or he'll then take he's, himself out then he's not a superstar player. And, and, and when, when, when Maury came in last year, superstar this and superstar that, I called him out in the paper. I said, listen, stop telling us that this guy's a superstar. You tell me he's an all-star. All right, he made the all-star game. Who knows how that happened? Steve Mix made the all-star game, okay? You can make the all-star game. The mayor. He's not a superstar. And 
what you found out this summer was, okay, maybe there's differences of opinion. Maybe you think he's this. Maybe Daryl Morey thinks he's a superstar. Maybe Jack McCaffrey doesn't think so. Maybe. But the market, you're not going to lie to the market. They couldn't have been any more clear how they were going to put that man out on the marketplace. They first in the, in the James Harden situation, and then obviously all summer out there. And the market basically said, crickets, no, we're not taking this guy. We'll take him for, you know, what we want to give you, but they're not going to give Daryl Morey what he wants. So to me, it doesn't matter what I think or anybody else thinks, the market has spoken on Ben Simmons, and the market said, thumbs down. Well, then the Sixers question is, do you just take a quarter on the dollar, which is, or 50 cents on the dollar, whatever his value is yeah. at this point, or do you play a hardball line and say, Ben, sit your rear end down until we get something that works? You can do that. You can, you can do that. You're better off trading him. It would be more of a distraction than to just have him sitting out there because no matter what they do, it would be every other question from the press. If they lose two games in a row, it's going to be, why can't you get Ben Simmons back here? Why can't you get some? So... Th- th- Doc Rivers and, and Daryl Morey didn't come here to coach Ben Simmons or to deal with Ben Simmons. They came in to give it a try for one year. They didn't even try it last year. They tried to get rid of him. They are, have no interest in bringing this guy back again this year. Go ahead and trade him. See what you can get. You'll get something. You'll get something and move on. It, 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 he, 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 when Joel Embiid basically criticized him for, for losing that seventh game against Atlanta, it was over at that point. There was, that, that combination is not going to go any farther than it's but gone. But how many times, and I, I know why coaches have to say sometimes right. things they have to say, but Doc went out of his way this year many times to say, you guys, we got a treasure here. We, right. you know, we got right. a guy who does these things, which he is. He's kissing his rear end, yes. He's a 6'10 guy who does things that a lot of 6'10 guys can't do. Mm-hmm. But, and then after they lost to Atlanta, then even Doc was like, well, I, well, I don't know. I don't, well, he knew it was know. over at that point. Yes. Uh, but, all of Doc Rivers' press conferences last year, and we all know why, were video. They were, they were Zoom or right, whatever. Right. So he wasn't speaking to us. He knew that those Zoom interviews were going right back into the locker room after the game. Yeah. So everything he said, whether it wasn't even Ben Simmons. He said things about Embiid. He said things about uh, various players and situations. He was speaking to the locker room, and we were just kind of caught the end of it on the outside as the tornado went back right into the locker room. He was, when, he, when he challenged Philadelphia fans, you, sh- you should celebrate Ben Simmons. Hey, Doc, really, we, we, know we're, we know what we're saying. But, but, okay, now the question about the locker room distraction yeah. is that you think that they'll get hounded because of this. Yeah. Do you think those guys in the locker room care if Ben Simmons is gone at this point. Oh, they want him gone. You think, you think Joel Embiid, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, all them, want him out? I don't know that they stand up all night and, and light Actually, candles it just comes down to it. Embiid. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, think yeah. Embiid wants him out? Yes. Well, they know that they can't win a, play, a second-round playoff series with, with him. Okay. Yeah, so they, they want to move on. They definitely want to move on. Jack, have you ever seen... Yeah, before the playoffs started, before Embiid, I don't know. And I look, I don't know how bad his knee was. Yeah, you know, he seemed, but this was our team. You know, yeah, this, this was a great team. team. Was going to get to the finals, this was whatever they should have. 
And then that loss was like, I, I said, it would almost be better if they lost in game six because the fact you came home and lost. But anyway, have you ever seen a team? And now they're talking about like they're the fifth best team in the East. Like they're not even talking about the Sixers anymore. I've never seen a team fall from grace so like, like that so quick and so ingloriously. Some of it has to do with nobody knows who you're going to get for Ben Simmons. You know, Kevin and I have talked for years. It's always I've always said nobody's untouchable. Tell me who I'm going to get. So, so right now, people are looking at it and say, well, they're not going to have Simmons, so who do they have? They have Joel. They have Tobias. Their offseason moves were just use, absolutely useless. To, to, to exchange yeah. Mike Scott for George Yang and to bring in those three draft picks that they brought in, and Andre none of them Drummond. are going to help. Andre Drummond, the guy who Joel Embiid beats on <laughs> his entire career. You, I, I, if, if, you, if you drew up a worse offseason, you would say, give me George Yang, Andre Drummond, and three draft picks that aren't going to help me. That's it. And, by the way, don't bring Simmons back. So, you know, all that. And then, so, no wonder people are. Now, it's, it's getting close. Training camp opens September 28th, if I'm not mistaken. So, they're going to have to do something soon. It's only two weeks away. Generate some people. Well, it's four weeks. Three weeks. What is it? September 28th is... Three I'm weeks. pretty sure it's September okay, 28th. I, okay. I, I, I can stand to be corrected on that, but it's wow. around that time. So no wonder people aren't excited. And, and they've, they've seen the act. They saw, and, and, and I'll tell you what, in the back of their mind, they're also saying, how many years can you get to the playoffs and Joel Embiid fades in the fourth quarter? And it could be a, a million this, reasons this why. Window. I mean, this year was the window. The Lakers right. were all injured, so right. they're done. Uh, the Nets the, were always the injured. Nets were, right, and they still, the Nets yeah. still almost yeah. won and the window was there to, to at least get to the final. Yeah. And you get to the final and you're playing the Suns. Okay, well, that's not the worst thing in the world. And they completely, it's just like obliterated. Yeah, you, you lost to, what were the, what were the Hawks, a five, five seed? Okay, you lost to the five seed. Lost three games at home, blew a 26-point lead, blew an 18-point lead. That can't, yeah. It can't happen. You can't happen. And, 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 and that's what it was. And, and, and they obviously did not read a scouting report on Trey Young. Why? Why they couldn't well, figure that out early? Apparently, yeah, and it didn't look good. Didn't look good for That's Doc right. in that series. But remember, Trey Young was held in check in Game Seven by Ben Simmons. And by that time, the, the series. You know, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. No, no. So we, we, I'm not here to like just criticize every little thing that Ben Simmons does. Yes, no, defensively he's a, he's he's a nice, gr- he's a nice def- defensive player. He can defensive rebound. You don't he's pay max money to defensive players, but vision. He, he, he's unselfish, to, to say the least. Uh, to, unselfish to, to, to the ridiculous point. But, yeah, I mean, yes. He was, was first-team all-defense? Yeah. Yeah, oh, first-team all-defense. Second, second-team all-defense? No, no, no. Second no. behind the guy who wins. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. yeah he, he was a good defensive player. It, 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 it still comes back to, and I, I've, when everybody talks about Ben Simmons, and myself included, you kind of dragged me into it tonight. The reason, they, the, the reason they lost that series <laughs> was, wasn't because Ben Simmons didn't take that dunk. It was because they opened with Danny Green on Trey Young. They lost that game. I, I forget. What did Trey Young have, 20 at halftime or something like that? Uh, Trey Young had like 30 at halftime. 30 at halftime. Game one? Yeah. yeah. So, they, so they lose game one at home. It's an uphill climb the rest of the way. It's heavy lifting the rest of the way, and they never got over the top. If you ask me why did they lose that series, Ben Simmons would be somewhere on that list, but I'm not going to just here to kill Ben Simmons. They lost that series in game one, Danny Green on Trey Young. C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. In a second. 
Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. And see but people are painting CJ McCollum like it's a bit. And now I but get it. There's the salary cap stuff that has to get Portland, even out. You're asking it from our standpoint, obviously. This Portland's, if you, if you went up to Portland tomorrow and said, hey, CJ McCollum for. Would Portland say Portland, yes? Portland needs a little bit of a change of scenery, too. They can get they, they get to a certain point and can't get over time. Maybe Simmons is such that he could create, get into that lane, and make Lillard even a better player. They've got the big guy. Uh, so they, they've got some ways they can get different. It wouldn't hurt them to be different. C.J. McCollum is a big-time scorer. It's funny. It's kind of like... Uh, He's never made an all-star. I was just going to say that. He, 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 oh, it's the West. West. You'll have him and Tobias Harris are like considered the, the two best players to never make an all-star team. But, again, it's an all-star game. Who knows who picks that, how they do that? And, and, and guess what? There's just 25 guys that are good enough to be in that all-star game. He's McCollum's one of them. I would absolutely trade Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum like, tonight. Well, let's get back to the um eagles. Um, yeah. The who? The um eagles. Yeah. Oh. Um, they start this week, don't they? They do start. How this about week. that? It's unbelievable. Have you, one? I don't think there's been a quieter lead up to an Eagles opener than this week. I, I really like. Maybe because of the Phillies. Maybe because of the two weeks off between the end of there's the preseason. No Kevin. Or that. They're number six. So even if you think they're going to do better than that, what, like if everything went right for the Eagles. What are they, a nine-win team? Wow. Maybe. That's, that's no, really saying, high. If everything went well, Jalen plays well, right. you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. They're only a favorite in one game right now. According in the first to the seven. And that don't mean anything. No, the whole season. Is that right? In one I didn't game. know that. Detroit, I believe, is the mm-hmm. game. They're an underdog favorite. even at home against everybody? But, yeah, but who knows? I mean, that's, there, yeah. there are people projecting that. But I'm just well, saying, think if about everything it. went well this year, they're... they're an eight or nine win team, right? I, I I wrote that column this week. If everything goes right, right. seven wins. Okay. So I have them as, and that's why I, I I think they could, uh, maybe, I'll have them at a seven. I'll have them at a seven win team. At the end on a field goal yeah. you win a game when somebody misses a few. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They can win seven. So Philly fans are supposed to get. It. Well, I mean, they've they've gotten fired up for worse Eagle teams. Let's be honest. I mean, well, okay. Here, why why is interest low in the Eagles? Let's have a, a bunch of reasons. One, Sirianni decided that that's what he wanted to do. Very, and I'm not putting the guy down. Very secretive. He's a secretive guy. He wasn't going to show anything in the preseason games. Jalen Hurts had ten snaps in the preseason. Part of that had to do with he gets appendix or appendix problem the night before he was supposed to start a game. But he had ten snaps in the preseason. No blitzes in the preseason. He wasn't going to show anything and told you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to practice against the Jets and the Patriots undercover, and I'm going to do everything there. Okay, well, if it's undercover, then nobody can see it. Therefore, you're going to have fewer people interested. It's been a while, I guess, at this point since they've had training camp at Lehigh, but it becomes a cumulative effect after so many years of people not being able to go to training camp. Few people get to, got to go this year, I guess. But for the most part, people can't go to training camp. So you're not allowed to go to training camp. You've got a, you've got a head coach that won't show you anything. You've got a head coach that you really don't know about. Nobody's high or low on him. It's kind of like, let's see. Right. You know, let's see about the quarterback. And then you had pretty much all of last year. And you and I, Kevin, talked about this with the Phillies. Why is the attendance down? You cannot break people's habits. You cannot put cardboard cutouts in there one year and not tell have expect people to find something else to do 
They went away and they found something else to do. It's going to be hard to bring them back. A little bit of that with football, too. So I'll say all of those things. Sirianni being secretive, you don't know a whole lot about them, and the broken habit of people getting the rhythm of going to games last year. I, I would agree on the uh, on breaking the habit, but I think with the NFL, it's more of people now gambling on other games. I mean, the NFL is such a sport where you have so many options on a given Sunday. You know, if you have the red zone package, you can, you know, hopscotch into yeah. every game. You have your fantasy football stuff. You have your own bets. That, that I think that's part of the reason. But I think also the fact that people, look, you're saying how many, how many wins did you say? I, I think somewhere around six or seven wins is what I would say. But I'm saying everything went right. Look, there's going to be three or four games this year that are going to come down to the last minute. Yeah, you always, always still. Right. So yeah. if you win more of those games than you lose, then it is how do you do in your division? How many you games do you have? Giants seven, first. nine, and one. You're seven, nine, and I one. Seven, you nine, love one. your tie. As you, know, you love I the tie. Every, every, every year, every year I pick a one. Tie every year. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why not. You know, what, now that they're ten minute overtimes. Last year, so. Well, now that they're ten ten minute overtimes, you're going to get more of them. Do they go three and three in their division? I don't know. See, I'm I'm Mr. Where you at? I'm at four. See, That's I, awful low see, compared think, to the over-under. I, I, but I believe that they're early. I think they'll be better. I think they can win three games the back end of the schedule. Three or four, like their final four. Uh, th- uh, their final five weeks, I think they can win three or four. Okay? They're but I think division, they're going to get swamped. division games. I know, but I think they're going to get swamped early. The, the money in Las Vegas right now, I know this for an absolute fact, it's coming in on Eagles over seven. Is now, the number up to seven? It now? was six and a half. It's six coming into Eagles yeah. over six and a half, and it's already been pushed to seven. And the, from what I'm told, it's, it's substantial over bets. Now, you know the old theory. The masses are, you Wrong. know what they are. Yeah. But, but so it's, don't necessarily follow them, but the wise guys out there are betting, the are pushing the number towards yeah. seven, seven and a half wins. And that's kind of where I went to seven, nine and yeah. one. A little bit whimsical, obviously, with the tie, but the, the, that's where the wise guys think it's headed. Yeah, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, yeah, and Joe yeah. Flacco's your quarterback, maybe they do win four games. Maybe I, they, I, I don't. They, need, they, need, they, need, they need to get that offensive line healthy and playing all year. If they do that, they can be really good. Now, do you, can you count on Lane Johnson for a whole year? I doubt it. Or Barrett Brooks. Or Barrett Brooks. It would surprise me if they won the or division. Or Brandon Brooks, excuse me. But yeah, again, Brandon saw Brooks. how bad the division was last year. It's the, it, it, you know, Washington won with seven wins. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be quite that bad this year. But what if Dak's shoulder goes out? And what if Fitzmagic isn't Fitzmagic? The Giants don't do anything for me. I mean, it, it could be a bad division again. That's a great point. It could be. And why not the Eagles at that, at that point? Yeah. They haven't had a repeat champion since 2004. Since 2004. Or whatever yeah. year it was. So, I don't I, know. I just, I, I believe, one, I think this head coach, I think this, the youth of this coaching staff is going to show early. I do, too. I, I, do I too. really think that having seven guys or whatever it is under 45 yeah. is really not a, not a way to go. With an entry-level head coach, he's never coached a game. Look. He's, he's going he's gonna to get a rude awakening. Yeah. I mean, you know. Once or twice at the least. The Niners are better. Uh, the, the, you know, the, I think the Falcons are better. Are um, you surprised that's laying at three and a half and hasn't budged for like three months? 
That's a, that's an Eagles that line, means, isn't that it? Means it's an even game. That's an Eagles. That's an Eagles line. Well, this is a team that also was like a, a number four in the draft for a reason. I mean, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're not but, nothing special either. But Kyle Pitts will make them better. It's another weapon for them to deal with. I mean, I don't if know. If the Eagles win this week, the whole town will start talking about. You know, you know how that is. And yeah, they, I and know. If they lose by two touchdowns, they'll be back. Sirianni must be, go. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We talked to Paul about the Phillies, but yeah. I mean, at this point. There's about 24 games left, 23 games left before tonight's game. I think we're seeing that the, I think we're starting to see. I know the schedule's soft going down the stretch. I I understand that. I readily admit it that they could hang in it, but realistically, I just don't think having to go bullpen game every five days. They're just going to. They run will out go of into the Atlanta series. I'm telling you right now, within. Two or three games of Atlanta. I'm just telling you. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to go to Atlanta. And they may not be games. two or three games within Atlanta tonight, but that's a whole different story. Uh, Kevin, I'll make you I know. Bet. We'll bet that when they go into that Atlanta series, they'll be within two or three games. Now, that, they might lose their final six games. I, I, you we know, don't know, right? We never know. I, but I'm just saying, they will stay in this. They will not fall out of it enough so that you will not have a reason going into the last week of the season to say they got at least an outside shot. Yeah. Doing something. You've been critical of the manager. Yeah, yeah. What are you seeing from him? Right a now? little bit of improvement lately. Okay. A little bit of improvement. Certainly, when he went to the uh, the better defense, uh, had to do with getting bone out there. What were you like? What were you most critical of? What didn't you like? What he saw in Hector Neris to the point where it's probably going to cost him a season. If you couldn't figure that out after the second blown save, how could he, what, was he, what was he not seeing? And early on, he was fighting with his players. His lineups were, were, were out of whack, pulling pitchers out of the game too early, leaving them in too late. Uh, nothing that really led me to think that he was a good manager. He has not had a good year. However, recently... He's figured it out. He's put Torres at third base and said, you know what? I have to have somebody at third base that can play some defense. So the defense has improved. I'll give him this. He's got his players to not quit on him. They've, they've hung in there even through tons of injuries, and he's able to, to uh, withstand. I mean, there has been injuries to every key player. You lose your, your top home run hitter, and, and, and Harper had seven different injuries, and Segura was out for a while, and Gregorius was paternity leave. Apparently. The catcher's been hurt. It's been a rough go of it for Joe Girardi. So I call it like I say it. Better here in the second half than the first. But you're right. I'll stand by what I said. It was very critical of him. Uh, the the, the I don't know what they're teaching as a hitting coach. The hitting coach is teaching there, but that's got to change. You can't come back with that guy again. This is absurd. <laughs> they the fire way. hitting coaches and, like yeah, they change do. underwear. They I do. mean, <laughs> they do. And pitching coaches every every year too. I mean, but, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's the what's it? It's not the X and O's, but the Jimmys yeah, and the Joes. Yeah, I mean, sure. this, this is well. That's another point. That's where Dombrowski's going to have to like. Re- oh, it has to be the minors. You yeah. have to gut the minor system with that. Cut the minor system. That takes in. time. That does doesn't, that doesn't happen? That doesn't happen. It doesn't with happen overnight. No. And, but but he can also he can also change the majors around too. He can put his imprint on it. Whoever put this team together put together a bunch of bad defensive players. So yeah, he I, I tell you what, Dombrowski knows that when we talked to him at, at the draft, he he realizes that, that he's got to improve the defense. He could do that is in it, a couple ways. They've already have but improved. Isn't that like the hardest? He brought in Galvis because most people are looking at offensive. When you look at a team putting a team together, right? But it's not know, a accessory well, league. Yeah, I know that. But well, like the I think that, I think the previous general manager felt it was. 
That's well, who do you think I'm talking about? Well, of course just, I am. Say his name, Matt Clentag. <laughs> Thank you. And he's still getting. He, a guy who know Italian. If he, I, I've made the point. He, he, he wouldn't have been able to find a picture if he went to Bob Gibson's pro day. That's guy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but, but Matt Clentag has no idea how to judge talent. None. None. So, so why was he there for five years? Andy McPhail. Yeah, Mc, McPhail. Why was Andy him? McPhail there? Did you ever see a I'll guy like McPhail? Why is Andy McPhail still there? <laughs> they, give, they give Andy McPhail the job. He's not there for three minutes and says, you know what, I'm going to stand over here and I'm going to hire Matt Clentak to do my job. I never saw anything so like So somebody convinced John Middleton or that, 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 that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it, was, it was brutal, wasn't it? He had the whole world, had the whole and world I, to come up when I he came up with Mickey Moniac. And I love hey, seeing... the line? If we make the playoffs... Yeah, if we don't, we don't. We don't, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Con- Conklin made a living off that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it, it was a little out of context. I, I think... Yeah, a little I know, out of context. I know. Because I was there. Were you there, Were you yeah, there, I was not there. Okay. But, but Andy... But Andy was a great tour guide. That's the only thing I ever saw Andy do. Andy would like pop in and out, like <laughs> take people through the cafeteria. Oh, here's Frank. He gives yeah, the ice almost, cream. That's out. almost like out of context, but it's almost like the governor of Jersey saying, "Hey, if you don't like taxes, yeah. Jersey's not your state." What he said was, he said, he said, he said, uh, blah blah blah. We're going to try all we can do to make the playoffs. If we don't, we don't. But you know, we're going to try. Yeah. It just once once the radio gets that as a clip, it was over yeah. to the point where even Andy McPhail was laughing at it at the end. Yeah. Uh, we all have to watch every word that comes out of our mouth. And let's face it, if they'd made the playoffs, let's say, two or three times in the last decade, we probably wouldn't be as uh, whatever. But when you haven't made it in a decade, and I think it's the longest one in other than Seattle, right? Seattle hasn't been in there since... Yeah, like Seattle was a one. So yeah, Seattle's the longest in the National but, League. Yeah, I mean, you know... No wonder we're cantankerous. We're tired of it. Speak for yourself. make a playoff team. <laughs> that, that Super Bowl seems like it was like 1997. Does it? I, 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 it okay, does. Okay. Yeah. They have 11, 11 players left from that team. <laughs> and dropping. <laughs> they're, 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 not, they're not bringing a lot of them back. Um, I, all right. This is always the talk radio question. Yes. When is the next title? That's a great question. And who? <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, this, is, this is always a, a tough question because you're, you're assuming that there's going to be one. So, therefore, I've got four teams. Well, to pick yeah, one before from. the end of the yeah, world, I hope there the, is yeah, another yeah, there one. There will be. Uh, I guess we're assuming there's going to be one with whatever structure of management is now in place. I'll trust Dombrowski to do that before everyone else on that group. So, that's my answer. More. Because, because he's got, some, he's got th- some things to work with. If he brings back, back Gibson next year, if he brings back Kennedy next year, he might change managers. Who knows? And he'll make he'll he'll tweak the defense here or there. Bryce Harper is just an absolute gift to the, the sport. That's how good this guy is. You're going to have him really at, at the peak of his career. You get Hoskins back. Uh, six months ago, you would have said Sixers, and and, and I pro- did. As a matter of fact, I might have said it on your show. Yeah, probably did. nobody would have like they would have said, yeah, that, yeah. that makes the most sense. Except I'm not. I'm not convinced. I'm not. I'm. I'm to the point now that I'm not convinced that, that Joel Embiid's ever going to stay healthy enough to do that. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. If he does, if he does, he makes a liar out of me. He's certainly do, do you, one of the best players that like I've what, ever what seen. The, the Sixers Flyers uniform. did this offseason. Sure, because they couldn't. They couldn't come back with the same. They right. they had to make changes. They had to. And make everybody changes. seems to think that the changes they made were good changes, but I, I guess it all comes down to the goalie. You know, if the yeah. goalie's going to be the goalie from last year, it isn't going to matter what changes you make. 
but I'm not high on. Talk, I mean, you talk about teams. You're not play. high on Carter Hart. No. no. Are you? I think he's better than he played last year. I think. Boy, he, he I think. I think, I think he has the capability of being a really good. Goalie. He's young enough. But yeah. they also brought Martin Jones in, who Marty Jones, who is a, uh, a, a guy who got San Jose to a Cup final. So it's almost like they're 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 <laughs> trying to push him a you little bit. A, you had a quarterback who was the worst statistical quarterback, which in the league, which is hard to do. Thank right? God he's gone. By goalie, the way, who was the worst statistical, not only last season, but like one of the all-time worst numbers in NHL history. Yeah. That's hard to do in one city. <laughs> and like, and, and well, they addressed it the at least. Was, you know, the goalie was like the fixture going forward. Yeah. Well, we've heard that so many I times. Know. And it, it's, it's, when it happens, you're going to know it. Just stop telling me it's going to happen. Stop telling me it's going to happen. And the guys in front of them weren't very good either. Nah, nah. They had to make changes. Yeah. So um, if you're going to you know, put a gun to my head and say, are these guys much better? But funny, man. I'd, I'd be disingenuous to say. Players are the team that a year from now will be saying, hey, they're the closest ones to They could be. They, they've got a coach. Hockey, in, hockey, you can kind of do that. Yeah, hockey's yeah. weird. You, know, you can just. You've got a coaching general you can manager. Be the St. Louis Blues yeah. from two years ago. You get hot in the playoffs. That's one team where you can get hot in the playoffs quick. I'm trying to think. There's nothing else uh, to nothing touch else on. We touched on all four. Uh, you know, I, I guess. How do you feel? How, how do, do I feel? feel Phillies are going to no. How do you feel up? the Sunday goes? How, how do I feel Sunday goes? Eagles. The Eagles. I, I my my bottom line is that I don't believe. And he's he, and I, once the minute you're, this you're, comes into my mouth, he's he's going to make a liar out of me. I know it. I don't believe Sirianni's ready for this. I don't believe. I don't believe that taking the entire preseason off without even trying to do anything in the preseason games and then to show up on game day in that league, in those headphones, never yeah. having coached a football game, I'll have a, I will believe the Eagles win Sunday okay, when let I me see ask you, Is Jalen Hurts the Eagles' starting quarterback in 2022? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he'll be the quarterback in 22. You don't think they're going to try – how he's going to try to use all those draft picks that he might have to go out and do something? Well – I'm trying to be consistent with what I've been saying here tonight. I got him at seven wins. So if they win seven games, that'll be enough to bring him but back. If I don't Watson, think they're going to win okay. the first game. But if Deshaun Watson at some point in life is out there, because we've been told yes. how he's enamored with this guy. some point in life. Well, no, I don't yeah. know how that's all going to play out. I have no clue. But, see, I think – and I just think that they – I don't think the Eagles think that Jalen Hurts is the future. I really don't. They certainly made it. Yeah, you're right. They, they, they didn't exactly have a parade for him down Broad Street, right? They drafted him in the second they round. They drafted him in the second round. Yeah. They, they, did, they made a tough one, the guy, this offseason. They waited until three minutes before the season started to name him the starting quarterback. Uh, it, it's he's going to have the opportunity. My, my guess is he's going to have the opportunity. I've got him winning seven games. I've got him seven games, and he'll have an opportunity think, next I year. The Sean Watson is, is just too much, too much baggage. The, yeah, or, but see, I don't think Howie thinks that. I, I, I he might not. I mean, they, they brought in Michael Vick when everybody yeah. said that was too much baggage. Or there might be some quarterback out there that you know in the draft that they say, hey, we're going to move up, and I don't know. If he goes, if he goes zero and seven. He might not be the quarterback of Thanksgiving. That's why we're we're here in Chaps Mania in September. We're just guessing. We're all just, I'm just trying to be, I got seven wins and that'll be enough for him. See, I don't think this year year. is about wins. I really don't. I think it's about. I agree with you. Can Sirianni 
look like he can coach? Right. Can Jalen Hurts look like he can play quarterback in this league? Show a little I, progress. I don't have the answers. I, I don't have the. They're going to be better. They're going to be better than four eleven and one. I would agree with right. that. So there, that that'll get that'll Kevin get Sirianni Kevin's off the hook. Agree with that, and that and 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 and. One reason they're going to be better than 4-11-1 is because I will give Jeffrey Lurie credit. He is not lopping a whole lot of pressure on Nick Sirianni. He's basically lopped none on him. He basically fired Doug Peterson because Doug Peterson had the nerve to say, you know, we th- I think we can win. And the interesting <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie said, how dare you think that? Those last you are not going to win. Those are division games. Yeah. If the Eagles play well or better at the end of the year against division opponents, and I don't know if they will, but I'm just saying – you could at least take that and say, hey, okay, at the end of the year, we were a better team. We, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because the early part of the schedule, they could get clocked a couple. I mean, they, they really could. Yes. It's a horrible first half of the schedule. Yeah, they do. Uh, but, yeah, again, 7-9-1, and let's see if I'm right. Who's the tie? <laughs> One of the division teams, Giants. Okay. There you go. Okay. I had to come up with one. Call a giant game. <laughs> You're it's killing like, me, Mike. It's like a Ryder uh, Cup. You, you end in a tie. <laughs> All right, finally. What'd you have? Uh, Chaps Pit Beef, it was great. I had the turkey sandwich. I had the fries. Sensational Sherry came with me. Oh, you went, <laughs> you <laughs> went <laughs> turkey, too. Yeah, the turkey was delicious. No, there, there was gravy on some plate. I mean, there, there was just gravy. I just wanted to dive into it. Is it is so good. It was tr- tremendous. Paul, hands to Paul Hagen. What a great place. Anybody in Delaware County, you got to stop over here. This is the place to be. Uh, exactly. Yeah, take a night off and of a cheesesteak or a hoagie. Come over come, to Chaps Pit Beef. Have the turkey sandwich. Yes. It's delicious. Jack, appreciate you coming My out. My pleasure, Kevin. Uh, and Mike, thanks. We'll thanks be back for having me. on Working the Beat. Uh, live from Chaps Pit Beef. We'll wrap things up right after this. On every week, yeah, we should. We should. Or every other week, we, we should. Can't, yeah. yeah, you can't wear them down. Jack doesn't have any opinions. That's what I like about. Yeah, him. <laughs> he just comes out and you know. Uh, I wish he would open up. Um, we're gonna do our f- football picks, the formal picks on Friday. Okay. Do we can do them now. Whatever you want. I no no no. We'll do it Friday. We'll do a mini show on Friday. Okay. Whatever. Um, I can see if I can fit it in on my Friday. What, what do you have on Friday? I don't know. You never know. You never know? You never know. Something you're you're a busy up. guy. I actually have to write a story this week for somebody. It's, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, but obviously, yeah, there's a couple games here. One, do you have a college? Like, our, our buddy Chris was mentioning about an underdog play. Um, an outright underdog? An outright underdog. An outright is, is tough to come up with because you're not only telling them that they're going to cover – but he wants a winner. He don't care about the spread. I don't know. I have to. I don't know. I haven't. Should I take Ball State as a, as a team that I, I, I like Ball State getting a 22 and a half. But you don't think they're winning outright? I don't. I wouldn't. They're not winning at Happy Valley outright. Can, I, can Akron win as an, as an outright underdog against the Owls? They're getting. I'll tell you what. Akron if the, if the Owls, If the Owls lose that game. Well, their quarterback situation. I understand. Um, how about Iowa getting four and a half from Iowa State? Would that be? I mean, <laughs> I understand Iowa State's real, and, and Iowa's coming off a really good win. But Iowa State never wins that game. Very rarely wins that game. That is, that is like the biggest game of the week. Well, no. Oregon, Oregon, Ohio State's the biggest game of the weekend. But, no, Iowa, I mean, it's Iowa game State. day is going there. I mean, and that's two ranked teams, and, and the winner of that game will have a chance to you know, maybe, I mean, a lot of people expect big things out of Iowa State, but Iowa, 
Uh, they're getting four and a half. I don't know. Um, Should have asked Jack. Can uh, Washington beat Michigan? Yeah. In the in the uh, in the big house. Yes. Six, okay. Well, there you go. They, you can throw that one. They could, except Washington just lost to an FB. Uh, an FCS but you know how team. college football is from oh, week I to know. week. The, the, everything changes. I mean, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Thursday night, first NFL game of the year. Um, the Jerry it, Joneses. The Jerry Joneses, who, if this was on merit, would never be close to the opening night game. Well, you know why. I mean, well, they're, they're, they're Dallas. They're, yeah, they're kind of America's they, team. They, they shove they it are. down your throat with hard knocks, and then they're going to shove them down your throat on opening night. Again, against Tom Brady, it's an eight and a half point spread right now. I, look, I, I don't know if Dak's arm's going to fall off like in the first quarter. But, uh, the, the Bucks seem like they're taking it fairly seriously that they want to try to repeat. We've seen this before, and usually it's the Super Bowl loser that has the hangover. I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a hangover, but look, I couldn't play the, I couldn't play the Cowboys in that game, but could they cover eight and a half? And the over-under is 52. Anybody can cover eight and a half. I mean, you know, what kind of defense is going to show up for the boys? Their defense last year was, was awful. brutal. Yeah. So... You know, and Tom Brady, when Tom Brady wants to try to prove something to people, he usually figures out a way to prove it. All right, so let me get you on the record before the season starts. Your Super Bowl is? I don't. I, Kevin, I have no – I would find it hard to pick against the Chiefs and the Bucks, But that sounds stupid because that's I – don't, I don't think – in the AFC, tell me who's going to take the Chiefs out. They've won like 31 of their last 34 games. Okay, so everybody likes Buffalo. Okay, fine. That's great. Cle- Cleveland is now a popular pick, too. Cleveland isn't what? Cleveland's going to get crunched this week. Well, they get, yeah, they, they go to they Kansas City. They go to City. KC. They're, you know, they're not going to win that guy, I don't think, in my humble opinion. I, until somebody can prove they can beat Andy Reid, other than the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I mean, they've won. Think about this. In the NFL, they've won, like, whatever the number is, like 31 of their last 34 games. You know how many teams in the history of the NFL have done that? Not a lot. Like maybe Miami back in, in the early 70s when they, they had the unbeaten team, but that's hard to do. And, and, where is, and he went out and he revamped his line because mm-hmm. his line was all whack. So I don't know. Tell me where Kansas City takes a step back with Patrick Mahomes. Well, I also think that there is a wear down factor from trying to do this three straight years. There's a reason even New England had trouble yeah, with three straight years. It's I, real hard got to do. the best player in the sport who gives them a chance every single week, just like Rodgers gives the Packers a chance and a 44-year-old Tom Brady gives the Bucks a chance. See, they, have, I, they have 22 starters back. I'm going to go Buffalo and Green Bay go because, because I, think, Green I think, Bay. one, Josh Allen's going to have a monster year. That division's not that good. They, they're going to be able to – they're going to be able to run the football a little bit, but more importantly, Allen keeps defenses guessing where he's going. I think that they have enough – to get, they have enough of a runway to get to the Super Bowl. They're going, to get, the home, they're going to get the home field advantage. I think they will. Okay, fine. I, so Miami and New England just stink. They're they're uh, no good. My yeah, pretty okay. much. That's okay. I, I I think you're talking a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. It's going to be an adjustment. Yeah, you're, you're, and I think I think Tua. You can almost see, see that the, Buff, you, you can Buffalo. almost see the Dolphins right now are going to now Buffalo has expectations on it. That's fine. Let's see him do it. Now, I love Buffalo. I love the quarterback. Let's see him do it. When you have expectations, when you're not just content to get to Kansas City and lose. 
And I'm not saying they were content to get there and lose, but everybody else was. Everybody in Buffalo was like, okay, we got to Kansas City and lost. Fine. I think Green Bay, I, I love Rodgers. And it would be a perfect storyline that Rodgers goes through all this crap and then gets, finally gets the Packers to the Super Bowl. But I did see Tampa go there last year and beat the snot out of them pretty much when they had the home field. Fine. It could be a Green Bay-Buffalo Super Bowl. I'm not saying it can't, but Kansas, somebody's got to beat Kansas City and somebody's probably going to have to beat Tampa. It's not undoable, but and I, I don't want it's to. It's undoable, a word. I, yeah, sure. I don't. What do I know? Okay. Everybody, everybody, a lot of people seem to like the Rams too. That I don't get. They got a quarterback. They got a. Oh, really they had good, a quarterback before. No, Stafford is a better quarterback than Goff. What has Matt What has Matt Stafford ever won? He's played in Detroit his whole life. I agree. So now he's on a team that they think the coach is pretty, or at least people seem to think that. Let's see what happens. It's a long season. Everybody loves their Sean McVay. Oh, they love Sean McVay. Oh, my. Get to a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, it's that, like, that never happened. It felt like it didn't. Well, they shouldn't have got it there because of the stupid pass interference call against the Saints. I agree, but they did, so. Um, All right, so you're taking Tampa tomorrow night. I I hate playing because I like all the teams that are like laying a touchdown. I'm just saying Dallas ain't going to win the game. I don't have a thought one way or the other. Um, I think the whole world gets way too caught up in point spreads. And then you either look stupid. It's going to get worse. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. All all you can do when you start trying to pick every game against point spread is look stupid. But we seem to do a good job of that, but – I, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to Tampa and winning the game. No, that, I can agree. I say that? Is you that enough that. of a? Yeah, I, 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 I think that is game. The NFC East going to win a game this week. The the, the uh, Broncos over the Giants. And Washington. Washington gets the Chargers, and they're a one point underdog at home. I think I actually like Washington. Okay. I think Washington's winning the division. Are we going to be sitting here on Monday, and the NFC East is going to be zero and four or one and three? Kind of feel fitting, wouldn't it? Like it would shock me? No. No. <laughs> I actually like the Giants in, in that game at home. Because I, I, I don't like Denver one little bit. But they got a good defense. Yeah. No quarterback. So what are you getting here before we uh, hit Everything. the road? Okay. You're, Everything. You brought, guys, you brought the credit card, right? Gary Ullman said in the professional, everything. Actually, he said everyone. That's the same principle. I don't know. Paul. Every time, I've never seen every that movie. Every time Paul says to me, the ham's really good. The turkey's really good. The corned beef is really good. So I don't know. I'm going to go back there and tell them to put everything on the platter. I don't know. And my wife likes to chop the, um, the, the chopped pork. She swears by that. And I tasted that the other day at the other And it was good. It was very good. What are you getting? I don't. Uh, my wife gave me an order. I have to, I have to decide. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to probably just do the beef. Uh, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. Maybe a little pork. Sausage on the beef? Now that's a real good combo. You gotta get the sausage. That's a good combo. That's a real good combo. My cardiologist will love that. Who cares about your cardiologist? (laughs) And you gotta get some beans because the beans are really good. I'm I'm assuming if he's got 55 things up there on the big board, that like 54 and a half are really good. And what's the one half? No sauerkraut? I don't know. What, What do I know? It's as long as they have tiger sauce and the house barbecue. I'm telling Kevin. I, I, I'm sorry. You just say it. The tiger sauce and the house barbecue on it. Okay. 
I, I'll leave you alone then. What's that? I'll leave you alone then. No. You, you want to be left with the menu. I don't want to be left alone. I'm you just... want to be left alone. and What can I tell you? Yeah. Life is good. Life is good. I woke up today. I'm at Paul's Chaps Pit Beef. Life is good. Yep. And we are happy that we came down here. We, uh, we're happy that everybody who came down, and we appreciate people who came down. Let's hope tonight these storms or tornadoes aren't. I, I, I've, there's been enough of this crap. Not far from where we live, by the way. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I, I don't. Need I don't another, need to go back in the basement. I don't another need another night. round no. of that. Um, so everybody, be safe. We're back on Friday. It'll be a mini show. We'll give our football picks. Um, We're not. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. We'll actually keep track of them this year too. No, you do whatever you want. You, you take a great <laughs> thrill in that until you have a one in nine week. Oh, that then I love laughing at myself. Yeah. So. Oh, I can do that. Trust yeah, me, true. I can do. I can laugh at myself. Thanks to everybody who came out to Chess Pippi. Thanks to Paul Hager for joining us. We'll see you on Friday. This has been Working the Bee. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine Paul.